0: this is some bs hello hello welcome to the first episode of this is some bs podcast i'm your host Bree smith i'm so excited to finally start this it's been a year in the making but at the same time i am so nervous because I feel like I'm on stage talking to a thousand people when really it's just me and my hair staring at a computer screen and talking to a microphone. I'll get over it eventually. So, you know, just go with it. I'm still trying to figure this out and let's just see what happens. All right. So a little bit about me. Um, I am 27, which sounds crazy because some days I feel like me playing in the street, with my friends and on my bike was just like yesterday, but it's not like I'm a full grown ass woman. And along with that, I'm not just this woman out here living life. Like I am married and have been for almost five years. I have a one-year-old, like, I don't understand who gave me permission to make these huge life decisions and responsibilities. And like, it's just crazy to me. It's crazy to me that I have a child that I am responsible for and I have to wipe her ass all day and like feed her and like bathe her and do all these things. Who told me I could do that? Not only that, but like I'm kind of a stay at home mom. Like I have my child with me every mother effing day. And at the same time I work full time. I work from home and she's always here. And It's a lot, all right? It's a mother effing lot to try to work and be productive with your job in the same time, like being there for my child and attending to her and all of her wants and needs throughout the day. It's a lot, all right? Anyways, more about me. I am from Grand Prairie, Texas, aka Dallas. Not AKA, it's not Dallas. I mean, if I'm talking to somebody who's not from Texas, I say I'm from Dallas, but for everyone else, we moved a lot throughout my life to, well, I should say throughout my childhood, but that was like the one consistent place and it's home for me. It's my comfort just driving through there just and takes me back to my early, early years of life there that's when we lived there consistently and it just something about it just brings me peace and comfort Grand Prairie Texas shout out that's some other things about me I feel like are important are who I come from I think that who you come from who you're raised by plays a big part in who you are who you end up being in this world Your morals and your characteristics come from who you're raised by. So I feel the need to mention, I was raised by teen parents. My dad was 16. My mom was 18. They were out here being some hoes. Yes, I said it, mom and dad. Y'all are some hoes out here messing around, getting pregnant, impregnating people. That's not normal. Go do your homework. What the hell were y'all doing? (laughs) I'm just kidding so that was like an experience that I think only so many people can relate to like growing up with like such young parents who were still trying to like figure out their own shit and having to take care of that comes with a whole lot so I mean we can get into that a little bit later but Um, generationally, I feel like this is also important to mention because it, it has to do with, again, who I am. I am fourth, fifth generation Mexican-American. Um, I don't speak Spanish. I don't go visit Mexico. Like, I don't have family in Mexico that i go visit, is what I mean by that. Um, Spanish is not a regular language for my immediate family obviously like I have grandparents and cousins and other people that do speak Spanish and other things but it's just not not something that I grew up with in our house um my parents know it didn't teach us and I feel like that plays a big part in what I guess what culture what race what ethnicity accepts me um because I don't feel like I am accepted by who I should be accepted by like my people my brown Mexican people like they don't accept me because I don't speak Spanish and people look at me sideways when I tell them that and it makes me feel um very belittled and disrespected so I kind of that kind of makes me put up a wall and keep my distance. From people that may be in touch more with their Mexican culture, um, because I know, I know for a fact that they judge as brown people that don't know Spanish. And I just don't like that. Like, I wanna distance myself from people that judge me as much as possible. So that kinda makes it a little difficult for me to find a group that I fit in with, um, just to be straight up. There's just other people out here that have accepted me more than my Mexican culture brown people have and that's just what it is like and that kind of um makes makes other areas in my life a little difficult like my relationship my marriage i am married to a black man a fine grown-ass black man that i love and it's again that makes it even more difficult for my culture to accept me. And when I say culture, yes, I'm talking about strangers and like Mexican restaurants and things like that. But I'm also talking about straight up people in my life, like people that should be closest to me have an issue with it. They don't throw it in my face, but I know, I know. I can read between the lines. Add on top that I have a mixed race child. I have a black and Mexican look, cute little baby girl. So that has amplified my need to speak up on certain topics, on certain issues, on certain things going on in this world that is just completely, completely uncalled for, unnecessary, like and y'all know what I'm talking about. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's things for a whole nother episode, but that, those two things, like three things actually, like me, me already growing up, not being in touch with my Mexican culture, me being married to a black man, me having a mixed race baby, like it, it makes it extremely difficult for me to be accepted by my people. And so it's, hard for me to find, I guess, to say like a group that I fit in with. Like a lot of people have their culture and their, I would just say like their culture, they can have, they have their culture to fall back on and have places that they can go that they feel fully comfortable and accepted. And I just feel like I don't have the, I don't have that. Aside from my family and the people who fully accept and embrace what it is, like, I I don't have the safe place, I feel like, the safe places that I can go and, again, just be accepted and be me, my family, be comfortable. Like, it's very hard to find those places and those people, so for those of y'all in our lives that fully accept us, no judgment, no extra bullshit, no underlying secret, feeling some kind of way, we love you so much and we appreciate you so much. And it is just, it's just so appreciated and point blank. We we just appreciate you. So moving on, that got like I wasn't planning on going all the way there, but again, that plays a huge role in our in our lives, in my life. So that's just what it is, really. Um and that was also like another reason for me wanting to start the podcast. Like there is there's not people in my everyday life that can relate to me. And I know that there are other people out there who feel like they also can't relate to other people or other people can't relate to them so i just wanted to create a space a platform for people to one be able to hear other people's stories and experiences and just have their eyes open to other things that that go on sometimes you being sheltered and in your in your own lane blocks your view from other things going on in the world and can kind of desensitize you to other people's stories and who they are and where they come from. So I think creating a platform where people can share those things is overall not only helpful for people who listen but like the people who share who are sharing their stories themselves and including me. Um, It's just it's nice and refreshing to be able to relate to people, to have your story heard, to have your experiences heard, and that's, that's really just what I wanted to create for myself and for others. I tried blogging. I tried blogging. <laughs> so stupid. I tried just like sharing a story or two every once in a while on Instagram, but it's just... It, it wasn't, it's not the same. Like it just don't hit as hard. It don't, it, the audience was very limited, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, I did enjoy blogging though. I, I did, it did relieve a lot for me and helped me keep those memories and have those memories somewhere written down so that when I'm old and gray and I start forgetting things, I can have those memories written down somewhere and be able to share with my Child and maybe future children and grandkids or my nieces or whoever, you know, I just because I am the type of person who asks all the questions. I want to know everything about everybody's life. And if you don't remember, like, what are you supposed to share? So I never want to forget. And I think this podcast will also help me keep up with that. Like, I can reflect back on the things I'm discussing and remember a time in my life and so yeah memories I love memories pictures videos words stories whatever the hell it is I love it all right I'm here for all of that so make sure y'all out there are taking all the pictures all the videos writing down all the memories like however you feel is best for you do it I strongly encourage it because you will forget one day there is going to be little details that you won't remember and yeah so at least you'll have those things to fall back on um the name this is some bs it was really my sister who gave me the idea to use my initials and to come up with something along those lines and so this is some bs is what we came up with um it's kind of a play not only on my initials but again on life in general life is mother effing hard Life is rough. Life will, like, drag you through the mud and life can really beat your ass. So there there are things that just make you say, like, this is some bullshit. And <laughs> so that's where that came from. This is some BS. Like I said, I am going to have guests come on here and either bullshit with me and laugh and stupid things. But also, I will have guests on here who will come in, maybe shed some tears and share their stories. So that makes me so excited. I guess I'll give a little teaser. Like I said, my parents were teen parents. So teen pregnancy, um, prison, abuse, drug use. I plan on talking about it all. I want people to share it all. So if you hear this and you feel like you have a story that you want to share or if you want to get on here and bullshit with me, I am open to it. Please DM me. I would be glad to have you on here and I would be happy. We could take shots beforehand if you need to like to relax. I probably actually should have done that myself even though it's now 30 in the morning. Like, who cares? I should have just did it. Anyways, so I hope that y'all didn't think that just because this is released on Valentine's Day, that y'all were about to hear some love story. Or, I don't know, something to do with love because no, ew, no. All the cliche things that a woman typically says, like, oh, I'm a wife and I'm a mom and I love my life and it's Valentine's Day and we're all about love. Oh, like, no, that's bullshit. You're gonna hear like real shit over here. I don't wanna freaking sit on here and tell my love story. Like, nobody cares about that. So, I asked on social media for y'all to send me your most embarrassing, funny, awkward, horrible, whatever dating experiences that you have had. And I have not opened up any. I wanted y'all to hear like my raw, real reaction. So first one, it says, I went on a date with a guy I had known since elementary. We can call him E. E. We went to different middle school and high schools, and we still kept in touch throughout our school years. He had told me he liked me many times throughout our friendship, but we never became more than friends. The timing was just never right for us, and my mom was strict as hell. LMAO. Fast forward to me being 21. I had just gotten out of a toxic relationship of three and a half years when out of nowhere he messaged me, and he ended up asking me out to dinner, and I figured, why not? I hadn't seen him in years, and it would be nice to see him and catch up. Of course, I knew he liked me when we were younger, but we hadn't talked or seen each other in years. Literally, so much time had passed since we last saw each other, so I really didn't think much of it. We go to dinner and everything was great. Oh my god, I'm so nervous for you. We decided to catch a movie since it was still pretty early. We get to the movies and take our seats. We walked a few rows up the stairs, about three seats in, if that makes sense. He and the stairs were to my left, and this is where it gets interesting. Oh god. I'm not even kidding when I say the movie had only been on for about ten minutes when my ex walked up the stairs and got right in my face and said my name. What are you doing here, bitch? I'm watching a movie. What the hell are you doing here? That's what that would have been my reaction. I looked at him and looked at E and said, "What does it look like? I'm watching a movie." There you go. Me and E looked at each other and got up because because the movie was on. Obviously, my ex was causing a scene. We go downstairs and my ex follows, calling my name, asking why I was out with another guy, as if he caught me cheating. The cop that was patrolling the movies had to come and separate him from us and escorted all three of us outside. We go outside and I apologize to E because I have no idea how my ex even knew where I was. I told E to give me a minute to get my ex to leave, but of course our night was ruined so E went to the car while I talked to my ex. I asked him how he found me and he wouldn't say he was in his work uniform and he would typically get off work at midnight and this was around nine pm so I knew something was off. I don't know who saw me out or how word got back to him that I was at the movies. I asked him why he hasn't why he wasn't at work, and you know what this man said, oh Lord, I left work to come take you home. I just walked out what <laughs> you were not my man. I was in shock. This man is crazy, crazy. I walked away from him and got into E's car hoping he wouldn't follow us. I told E to drive around for a little while just in case. And good thing I did because my ex was parked outside my house waiting for me when I got home. This screams restraining order. What the hell? While driving around with E, I apologized a million times and told him how embarrassed I was and how I felt like we shouldn't see each other again because he didn't deserve what had just happened. And I obviously came with a lot of baggage. I was newly single and I needed to, time to focus on myself. Just a little info on me and my ex during that time. who we weren't together and one of the reasons we broke up was because I had to beg him to spend time with me. Mm-mm. I hadn't seen him. Wait a minute. You had to beg him to spend time with you? But then this man was to pop up at the movies? When you're minding your business? It's too late for that. I hadn't seen him in a while. In a whole month before I finally decided to break up with him. Three days after I break up, I went out with E and it took me going on a date with another guy for him to come find me. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Anyway, it's been five years since my horrific date with E and we still keep in touch here and there. And yes, he still tells me he's waiting for the right time for us to be together. And that's all up to me to decide when our time will come. That is so sweet. Girl, is this your husband? You might not even know it. That is sweet. That's a crazy ass story, but that man is sweet. If this is still happening, which I pray it's not, you need a restraining order, homegirl. Let's go to the next one. Um, someone said, I don't even remember any. Okay, here's another one. When I used to cut hair, there was a high school teacher who was a regular customer of mine who happened to be a great tipper. He was in his late 30s, early 40s. He would ask me out for drinks next door to where I worked. I was 18, 19 at the time. So my answer was always, I'm not old enough to drink. He asked if I would meet him when he was going out of town for a soccer tournament again. I said I couldn't. He invited me over to his house and said my age wouldn't be an issue there. He would brag about being experienced and how he could show me so many things. This sounds very, very um, pedophile. I started hiding in the back when I saw him coming in for a haircut, and everyone would tell him I wasn't there. He started calling to ask. My work schedule was, and even waiting outside on days, I was closing what is up with these psychos? I eventually left that job and didn't think about it again. a couple years later i- jo- I joined a co ed soccer team where my husband's uncle was a coordinator for the coach for the team ended up being none other than quote unquote him, oh Lord, a fifteen years, oh Lord, Jesus, he's been a trash. After he started texting me since he now had my number since he was the coach. Oh my goodness. I said embarrassing, funny, awkward, horrible dating experience. These are like, I need a restraining order experiences. What the hell? Okay, I think I have some more somewhere. Let's see. Did I ever tell you about the guy I quote unquote dated freshman year? He asked me to be his girlfriend and I didn't like him, but felt so bad. So I said yes. I never claimed him. Girl, I'm glad you learned how to say no, because what the hell? You would have, like, ten boyfriends out here. Let me make sure I don't have any more. Mm. Dine and Dash is my most horrible. Girl, you could have gave me more, a little more, more-ish more than that. Dine and Dash? What, like, he took you out? He told you he was taking you out? You thought you were on this extravagant date and then said, hurry up and run? <laughs> that that would be hilarious but i hope that didn't happen to you anyways man if y'all have any other dating stories that y'all want to send me feel free dm whatever um let's see do i have any dating experiences i guess i can share one um so my ex i was off not not even off and on with at the beginning i would say of our relationship he didn't want to claim me this man had been like living with me i've been taking helping take care of his child all that right so like we're we're in a full blown relationship but he didn't want to he didn't want to put a title on it and he gave me no good excuse as to why so one period of time I got fed up. And I was like, you know what? you right. We ain't together. You ain't mine. I ain't yours. I'm going to go do what the hell I want. So I had this this fling kind of a friend, something like that, who wanted to um, come hang out. He wasn't from the same city as me, not even the same state as me. And, but he wanted to come visit. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it happen. So if I remember correctly... I think I purposely started a fight because I knew this man would leave my house. That was my way of getting him to leave my house, even though I could have just said, get your shit and get out. Like, what? Clearly, I had some other issues going on. But I picked a fight so that he could leave and go back to his own place, which he did. And I had my friend come over for the weekend. And we were out at the mall minding our business. I think my sister was with us. But they weren't, they were at some store, her and her boyfriend at the time. And I said, We're going to go grab a drink from the food court. We'll be right back. Me and my friend go, we're standing in line, minding our business, talking, whatever, nothing crazy. Not like we're touching and being all over. Like, no, it wasn't like that. Um, We're standing in the food court line, waiting to get drinks. And I just so happened to turn around. And my ex is walking through the food court so fast, dragging his daughter behind him. Like, it like, heart, get your ass up. Like, let's go. That's what it looked like. They were He was dragging her and they were walking so fast. And then the next thing you know, I get a text that said, have fun with your boyfriend. If this mother ever, don't get off my phone. Like, it, so what if that's my boyfriend? You're clearly not. Like, mind your business. And... I would say, like, in that moment, I thought the shit was funny, all right? It was funny to me that, like, damn, like, you just got your payback and you had to see it front and center. It was so funny and still it's so funny. Like, Lord, who did I think I was trying to, trying to be a player? Mm-mm. Clearly that didn't work for me. He got over it literally the very next day. Actually, it might have been took a few hours. He got over it and he wanted to come back over to my house. Like, no. I don't remember what I said to keep him away, but whatever happened, it worked. And I had a good time with my friend that weekend and we made some great memories and it was just all around like cool vibes, completely different from what that little boy was giving me. So yeah, that's a story that still cracks me up to this day. And I don't even think that I told my friend that that had even just happened. I don't remember if I did. I think I just like played it cool. Like nothing happened. With that being said, if you have any stories, experiences, anything that you want to get on here and talk about, please, please, please send me a DM. I am happy to have anyone and everyone on here. Again, this is my first episode, so I apologize if I was talking too fast or if I sound like I'm all over the place. I'm still figuring the shit out, so be patient with me. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Um... Be sure to download, subscribe, share with anyone you think would be interested. Leave me a review, all those things. I am available to listen on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Basically, anywhere that you can listen to a podcast, I am on there. So I have all the things. And again, thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to this shit. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but we're gonna figure it out. All right. Until next time. Bye.